Welcome to the Vinyl Collective, your weekly journal of the hip hop and R&B landscape. I'm your host, John. And I'm your host, Sophie. Welcome back. 30 for 30, John. We're here. 30, 30 for 30. 30. Yeah. How's it feel? Feels pretty good. Yeah. It's kind of kind of crazy to to be at this number already, but then, you know, we're, we're almost there at a year. We're over half the way through the year. Yeah, it's true. It's insane, Bad. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, also, I, know, I made we kind of made that joke on our social media, right? About hey, thirty for thirty, looking back and all of that. Mm-hmm. Also, it's been pretty cool. But um, one thing I was thinking about, right? Like, oh, you know, what have I learned over like the past thirty episodes, thirty weeks, whatever it is? And one thing I still haven't really gotten a grasp of. So, like, so the thing about me, right? I'll still do things even though I know it's probably a bad idea. Like, for example. There's no, you're not going to have like a hot chocolate and then dig into ice cream after because your teeth are going to be fucked. So the other day, right, I went <laughs> swimming. I went swimming, right? And I knew, I already knew before I left the fucking house, you don't have goggles. You probably should find them. Like I have goggles. I just couldn't find them, right? It's like, you probably should find them. Like you should 100% go and look for those. I was like, whatever. It's only like a couple hours should be fine. My eyes were so fucked. Like it was to the point, right? When I woke up, I could have my eye crust for cornflakes. Like, it was fucked. It was so bad. Like, all the chlorine just dried my eyes out. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But that's the thing. Sometimes, like, I consider myself a relatively intelligent guy in it, but I just don't learn. I don't learn sometimes. And that's fine. I've already accepted that as part of my nature. So similarly, (laughs) right, it's like, it's like a razor. They call it like a razor cake, right? Like, you eat Mm. the cake, but there's a razor inside. Like, you know, fuck, the cake's so good, but your mouth's bleeding. Similar, you know, if you're a Tottenham Hotspur fan, you probably get what I'm trying to say here. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So, the same thing happened, right? Like, uh, so, I know with DJ Carter's, right? I know, I know it's probably going to be shit. But then he always pulls you in with the fucking features that he has, right? Like, I don't. Oh, come on! I was. I haven't listened to any of them. I'm not. No, doing it. man. I had to. Like, I, I saw Jay Z. I saw Nas. I was like, oh, on the same gosh. song. Yeah, it's just. I'm picking up what whatever you're putting down right now. So I, I had. I just had to listen to it. And again, I get fucked over because the song is just not that good. Every time. Welcome, guys. So you haven't heard this song, then? I have not. I think. Oh, I mean, if I've heard it, I think I just heard the Jay-Z verse on it. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah it, that went around a lot. Yeah, yeah I haven't... Did, did Nas deliver at all on it? He was all right. He was basically talking about being rich off crypto, you know, as as you do, so... Oh, yeah, yes. Right. That was stuff I, I'd seen people write about. Yeah, happens. yeah. Yeah, guys giving out financial advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what they do at that age, right? Here's, yeah. here's how I made money. Even though a lot of it's by chance, but whatever, whatever, you know, enjoy your life in it. So, um, yeah. Um, let's just talk about Little Sims again. You know, she's a she's a, okay. a weekly feature on this podcast. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, she released a sort of thirty second clip of her new single, which will be released. Mm-hmm. You're probably listening to this episode, and it's already out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's releasing it Thursday evening. Um, called Woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. second second single off this this upcoming album, Simbi. Um, yeah, obviously clear soul vo- vocals on it. We all know that they just work a treat together. So uh, yeah, what what was your what was your impression of the first kind of clip little teaser? Um, that's the thing. I actually wasn't expecting to talk about this this week because I was just like, let's just wait for the song in it. Really? But, uh, oh no! Let's, yeah, let's talk about because, the teaser. Yeah, the teaser. It, 
it sounded good. It sounded more of what I expected, right? Just good music. Like Sims, not Sims, Clear Soul on the chorus. I expected that. Sounds yeah, really yeah. good. The visuals look a lot better than um, Introvert. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm expecting more from the video yeah. rather than the song this time around. In but the yes. museum again, it seemed, right? Oh, are they really? No, they look like it from the, from the stairs, no? They looked like there was some like a, in some sort of like big ass mansion. They had like the fountain outside. Is that the museum again? I actually have never been to the National Museum. I need to go back museum. to it again. So I'm not you too haven't. sure. No, I haven't. It's a must I should go, isn't it's a it? Must yeah. But um, yeah. It feels so, like stepping back into the 1990s though. It's pretty old. I, I don't mind that, to be honest. I don't mind that. I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of history. I mean, that's why we're here, right? We're kind of documenting the times, aren't we? So um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I haven't really, I don't, again, similar to what I said with DJ Carter, right? I don't want to like grab the bait and be like, oh my gosh, it's going to be sick. Even though it's like fucking 10, 15 seconds of the song. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm expecting a good thing. I'm expecting good things. Because I see Introvert was a good song, as we mentioned. Selfish, when they last, like, when she had a notable feature. Um, that was a good song as well. So yeah, hopefully more, more the yeah. same, really. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the, the trio, right? Inflow, mm. Cleo and Simbi. Can't go wrong. Cannot really go, go wrong. wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, another big announcement obviously yesterday mm. um, was J. Cole bringing out mm. the off-season. <laughs> not, not, the, not the fall-off, the off-season. Um, you'd, be, you'd be forgiven for, for getting confused, which I did a few times. Um, mm. But yeah, I think I saw, I feel like I saw maybe two or three different types of opinions which encompasses everybody's reaction to this album, which was either it's a classic already, it's going to be a classic. <laughs> and I saw a few of those tweets. And I was like, ah, oh, let's, mm. let's save these for later. Um, <laughs> a few on. people like me who were just very, very excited. And I'm like, okay. this is highly anticipated. Um, and then those people who I feel like have learned from the past and they're like, you know what? It's going to be cool, but I'm going to wait and reserve judgment because they, <laughs> they don't want to be caught up caught up in the hype and then you know he dropped something that's I feel like a lot of people didn't like For Your Eyes Only so I feel like they don't want to you know put an opinion out there and get get caught I mean, out again not even For Your Eyes Only obviously For Your Eyes Only wasn't even his most recent project it was well, yeah, KOD yeah 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 which was yeah so I feel like that got a better <laughs> reaction though than For Your Eyes Only it did but I think it's equally as memorable take that as you will <laughs> I mean, there you go. I mean, here's the thing. With, here's the thing with Cole, right? So the reason why it's so important to notice the distinction between the off season and the fall off, which is apparently still happening. So if like I don't know why people are acting like that's just a thing that happens. Like oh, that's just totally fine. Like here's the thing, right? If I go to fucking a restaurant, right, and I order a steak. And well done. Not even a well done. Fuck a well done. Who the hell am I? If I order like a medium steak, right? And they bring back like some, I don't know, roasted chicken. I'm like, what the f- What do you mean? Like, I ordered the steak. Like, you're not going to add like that just didn't happen. And I asked them, like, oh, don't know what you're talking about, mate. I mean, we don't sell steak here. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So, with, so the fall off is still happening. But then in between the, like that coming there's been two new projects that have come out of nowhere i know people are like yeah but you mentioned this a few months ago in terms of making albums a few months is like nothing that's no time yeah. do you know what i mean so I'm, or, even, I don't... or even you've ordered the steak 
and then they bring you out a starter and they bring out the little chicken skewers. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's like, I didn't order a starter. I, yeah, they order a fucking starter. Like, who do you think I am? I'm allergic to scallops. Like, why did you bring this? Like, I don't really understand. Not even that, they're bringing two starters and they're going to add it to your bill as if you were always going to pay for this. Like, fuck out of here, man. Like, I don't really understand. Like, it's not complimentary. You just make me wait longer for what I really want, which is the fall off. Which is what he kind of hyped up. This is the thing about J. Cole, and I can that's why I have no fucking sympathy for this guy. Because <clears throat> there's some people who have mad hype behind their albums, and it's because their work is so grand and so good. It's like, oh my gosh, I need more of that. Mm-hmm. But J. Cole's one of those guys, he'll put it on himself. Like he'll literally grab the four five, put it straight to his chest, and be like, oh, the, what was it? For example, Black Friday with the um, when UK dot, dot yeah, shit yeah. drop, bitch, never. Okay, and everyone's thinking what's happening in February and it never happened. Okay, that's one time. Second time is KOD, 1985, intro to the fall off. You didn't have to say, you didn't have to put that part. No one forced you. You are the owner of your fucking label. No one's forced you to do <laughs> there that. There were stuff. no features because yeah. like, there was no one in the, no one in the studio because it's only literally, you on that song. <laughs> literally only you. You are the only producer yeah. and you are the only feature. So no one is actually forcing you to do this, Jermaine. So when people are asking you, where is the fall off? You can't be like, oh, but you know, I wanted to retire. What the f- What is this? Like, how old are you? Like, I, that's what I'm saying. I have no sympathy for that. Like, Kendrick will just shut the fuck up. He'll come when he comes. He doesn't, you know, <laughs> you know, a patient man. So like, <laughs> you know, like whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so that's why with this guy, so he, the fall off is, was at least in terms of like conception, at least three years, maybe longer. Cause he said intro to the fall off. So you had that as the intro. So that is completely just destroyed. And we've had two new albums. That's two things. One, the creative energy is just so intense over the last three years. There's just so much work gonna come out. Okay, cool. That's that is a that, that is a reality that's possible. Or something went so left with the fall off, he had to start again. And now you have these other songs that kind of come from that. Mm. I don't know which one. I would assume the latter, but I don't know why people are just acting like that isn't like something to kind of, you know, question. Put an ast- yeah, to put an asterisk on. Yeah. Because that original um because he brought out two singles last year and weren't they supposed to be from the fall off? Oh my! You this is what confused me. me. There you, was there it like you go. Your, what was it? Um, Lion King on Ice or something? Yeah, and um, the climb back. Yes. So again, I don't know why people act like so they words mean things. Are they getting choked? I don't know what's going on. So if he's changed again, so that'll be twice he's changed. This will be his third go at the fall off. Mm. If he, if those don't end up on the album, then I'm doubly concerned. Why are we acting like, like, okay, I know, I know for a lot of people it doesn't mean anything, but words mean things. Like, the word album is different to the word mixtape. I know, I, I know, I know that, I know that concept just eludes people, whatever. So if I say the first two singles to the fall off, so that means, are you telling me 985 is no longer the first single then? There we go. Seems, like, seems wh- like why, why is no one bringing these things up? And even that, and even those songs didn't get the best reception as well. Like, I liked the climb back. I know a lot of people, myself included, did not like Lion King on, um, Simbro, Young Simbro and Ice. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I don't, I get, well, yeah, I get why you're in the, I'm excited for it. I get it. Because obviously, like, I know he put the whole bar, he's bring back the bar. Whenever there's theme. a basketball in there, come on, you know. You yeah. Know. But, 
Okay, I, let's let's go with that, right? Mm-hmm. Why are we acting like people love off sideline story? People shit on that album so hard. I don't think it's that bad, but literally it got to the point, right? It's still on the internet. Someone made up like I think it's like seventy two bad lines from the sideline story. <laughs> I swear to God, search this up now if you're listening to this. It's fucking hilarious. I can't lie. Not all of them are legit, but a lot of them are pretty legit. Like, damn, that is a shit bar. So. We're not gonna add like every single basketball themed album is good. Friday Night Lights is a banger, the warm-up mm-hmm. bank is a banger. But by the way, guys, those are mixtapes. J. Cole's actually never performed on albums. And again, I know this doesn't mean anything to anyone. Like, especially the thing is J. Cole is a fully mixtape era guy. J. Cole's so. never performed on albums. <clears throat> actually, no, it's like okay, Forest was driving, he's performed. Wait, mm-hmm. I mean in terms of like smashing out the park. Because I'm not gonna act like Four Eyes Only is shit. It's not shit, it's just okay. Same K O D. I think I think Four Eyes Only was really good. A lot of people in that in yeah. that um bracket. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna say it's shit, because I actually do not believe it's shit. But in terms of smashing it out the park, like, oh my god, this is your peak. It was always these mixtapes. And again, maybe mixtapes don't mean anything now, but back in twenty ten when he drops it. When he drops Friday Night Lights, where he's using samples, like, yeah. with impunity, that means something. Like, when, maybe when you have to produce your own songs and you can't have access to some of the biggest samples in hip-hop, how do you perform? Does the song sound as good? Again, I know this doesn't mean fuck all to people. Also, I'm going to listen to it. But if he misses this time, that's You're it for the boy. You're going to consider that three in a row. That's it for the boy. That's it. I'm sorry. I'll, no, I'm not saying he's shit, but I'll never anticipate an album from him probably ever again. Then he turns out, oh my God, I need to hear it. Probably wow. ever again. Like I haven't, I haven't been hyped. I haven't been this hyped <clears throat> in a while for an album. But I don't understand, John. What what has he given you to make you hype? Like, okay, I know people love to rag on me about Little Sims and it, whatever. But at least he gave me a single to be like, oh my gosh, what is that album going to sound like? This guy just said, I worked three years on this. Okay, that's what I'm saying. It's like he's setting himself up for the woe is me already. Because how... Literally every conversation. Well, it's because we haven't heard anything project. about this, really. We haven't heard anything from it. So that's why I'm like, it's a whole body of work that we don't know anything about yet. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah. That, okay, There's fair. not like constant teasers for it like there was with um, the fall off. So, so yeah, I yeah. don't know. I want to see where it goes thematically as well. Because mm. obviously the last two albums have been heavily like concept based, right? Yeah. Like, um, for your eyes only was like a particular story about a friend of his, right? Someone who knew yeah. KOD, you know, he's taking the whole idea of like addiction and stuff like that and mm. running with it for a whole album. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping it's more personal, personal to him. Hopefully. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For a guy who literally features himself, he hasn't really fucking spoken about himself in like <laughs> the so last a lot of seven years. To cover. Um, but whatever. I'm looking forward to it. Talking, whatever. Talking to J. Cole. Mm-hmm. I feel like the natural progression is to talk a little bit about No Name, um, seeing as they're the okay. best of friends. She tweeted recently, and I know if there's one man who'll be relieved to hear this, it's my co-host Tops. Uh, <laughs> she has suggested that she will be leaving her political takes off social media. Um, she said, I'm no longer interested in proving myself to an internet that will cannibalise <laughs> the vulnerability of those who choose to publicly learn his cop shit. I'm interested in what my community tells me. Twitter is not my community. 
You know what? Do you know what this feels like? It God. feels for some God. people. It feels like when Kanye finally came back to the light. I won't describe how he came back to the light. If you know, you know. It feels like that. You're like, <laughs> oh, we're one step closer. We're one step closer to getting our good old girl back. However, she did say she did say explicitly she's not sharing her political opinion on Twitter. I want her to not share it on song. That's what I want. I don't really give a fuck what you do in your personal life. So that's not my business. But what, when I hear your music, I want to hear good shit. So she start, if she brings out more singles like Rainforest, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be upset. I'm not going to lie to you. So that's what I'm really waiting for. But if she's slowly realizing, and I hope a lot of people get to this conclusion, that social media is literally for the shit, no matter how much political posturing they do, mm. then we can actually just be a regular human being and have, you know, and make good music. Like she literally said on the intro of Telephone, check my Twitter page for something holier than Black Death. And literally since then, <laughs> it's been nothing but. So hopefully she can just go back to just, you know, being a regular person. That's, and, I don't think and, she can separate <clears throat> who, like how she feels <clears throat> about the world from her music anymore. Like that's, get, that's a, that is a, I don't even know if it's a skill. It's an, a, maybe it's an ability that some people have to like go, I have these strong opinions. I don't want that to be my music. Whereas she obviously does. I, it's not that, okay, it's not that I want her to remove it completely. I don't want her to be preaching to us. That's what I don't want. Cause then okay. you get shit, then you get shit like the big day. Do you know what I mean? Like you, ha- you can, you can talk about how you feel about stuff, but don't be telling people you need to do this. <laughs> you need to do that. Or people should be thinking like this. Again, similar to No Name, this is yeah, exactly yeah. the problem J. Cole has. Do you know what I mean? Where he comes across too preachy, he comes across as if he's figured it out. And maybe, Hopefully, just to loop back on J. Cole a little bit, I really hope this is the album where he kind of lets that go and stops trying to tell people, not tell people what to do, or just tell people how to think. Just let that go and be a rapper. Just be a rapper. Why not? Why not? And I'm not trying to act like that woman who said um, to LeBron, sharp and dribble. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that, but just don't lay it on so thick for one album. It's been seven years. Like, just let it go and just be a guy just work with other rappers like a normal like why are you just that kid in the playground who just plays by themselves everyone's like oh we need a fifth guy for the football team you're just like no nah, i'm just gonna I sit don't, here do you play. predict features for <laughs> for the off season if there's no features i already know i'm gonna hate it automatically automatically why? i know i know that's quite extreme to say unless he comes out with the best verses of his entire of his life, life then I know I'm going to hate it because that's four fucking albums in a row with no features. Who's going to like you've that? You've made, I guess you've made a point when you've done three. When you've done one, you've made a point. When you've done three. Three! For me, it's like, come on, let's, let's, see, heard... let's see you work with some, some talent. I mean, I think when you really put it in perspective that like, he hasn't really worked with another artist or producer in a, you know, in a... Other than, like, the collab oh, dream yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, in a reasonable capacity. He hasn't really worked with one mm. in eight years. Middle Child does not count. Eight be years. nice to see Jud on there. Oh, that'd be great, wasn't it? Can you it? imagine? Like, yeah, that'd be so good. Ooh, it's not going to happen, but can you imagine? <laughs> and to us, I think Jid is the reason why he has a fire up his ass, because Jid came out of, like... You know, came out of nowhere. It's like I'm gonna take your spot. You know, like straight off. And I think he realized yeah. that very quickly. Like, if I don't board of education left the town, cool. <laughs> enough. Yeah. We love that line. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jid has been for me the best member of Dreamville for the last three, four years. I mean, straight off the debut album, I already knew this guy's gonna be the next one. So, um, yeah, I think Jake Cole looked at that and I was like, shit. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> like you know that meme when um oh what's his name? Oh my gosh, the guy from Taken. What's his name? L- Liam Neeson. Yeah, when he's smoking on that cigarette, just oh. pulling that. Oh, like he's just there, like oh my gosh, like, what the fuck? Like he just realized shit, what's gonna happen in it? But yeah. whatever. Um, I will listen to it. We'll probably review it when it comes. So yeah, whatever. Let's let's just wait for that. One final little one. Alchemist again. I mean, I don't know anyone mm-hmm. who has the work rate of this guy. He released mm-hmm. another short little. He's called it an album. It's only really four tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a lot of like underground talent on there. Two songs with Earl Sweatshirt. Okay, a couple of yeah, them I are really, really, really that, good. Yeah. Really good. He's got like Boldy James, who he did an album with last year. Princess Price of Tea in China. Um, mm-hmm. He's got Maxo Sideshow. Pink Sifu, yeah, a lot of a lot of guys on there. So, I think for our underground fans, they'll probably enjoy that quite a bit. Yeah, he's got yes. Navy Blue on there. Yeah, he actually got yeah, quite a lot Navy of people. Navy Blue on the first track with our sweatshirt. Yeah. Okay, so it's Good half stuff. instrumental, half. Yeah. Okay. I'll, yeah, I need to listen to this. Actually, I'll put this yeah. on my. Um, I'll put this on my list. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, is it? Is it? Have you listened to it yet? Is it I just have. more of them? Is it more the same with Alchemist? Just still on a run? It's more the same. It wasn't my favorite <laughs> stuff from him. Yeah. Um, okay. I think the two tracks with our sweatshirt were my favorite, particularly I mean, the fourth one. I mean, I mean, here you go. It makes it? Sense, I mean, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, uh, I know. I know. People like to act like you know some rap songs wasn't good. You know, have your jokes with the other one. Um, whatever that, that what the fuck weird. that was. Yeah, whatever the <clears throat> fuck that was. We have your fun with that one, but some rap songs is a fucking banger. So you can't take that away from the kid. The guy can spit like no other. He's really fucking good. But yeah, I'll, I'll give that a listen. Yeah. I mean, look look at you having more time now that you finished the April challenge. How does it feel? You're a free man. Just let the shackles off. I, like, can't, uh, I can't remember what I texted you, know? you afterwards. I was just like, <laughs> I've never felt so relieved in my life. <laughs> it was a lot. I think in that part, yeah. in that final week, I did like maybe 11 reviews in seven days because I'd, I'd let some <laughs> slide <laughs> and I was playing catch up. Um, but yeah, some, some quality albums. Um, mm. I think I did like the streets in the final few days, a Curtis Mayfield album. Um, I had to listen. I uh, listened to like a was it Mazzy <laughs> style, which is like so, kind of like psychedelic pop mm. indie stuff, um, mm. which obviously I don't really listen too much. So that was like those reviews take a little bit longer. I don't know. Did you yeah. did you do any reviews that like it's a type of music that you're not used to reviewing? So you're trying to work out the vocabulary to like. <laughs> Do it justice. See, that's the thing. That's why I made that joke. So when when Corday retweeted my um review about his EP, so obviously John, in in good spirit, right? Obviously John's so a bit competitive. Sec- second week, you mentioned that. Gone. Sorry. What yeah, was that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep going. But yeah, so obviously he messaged me. He's like, obviously, you know, I think John, you know, he expected a bit more love from his um, reviews, and I get that. That's fair. But now I was like, look, John, you've got your list is like a fifty old man makes this like you, what yeah. the hell yeah <laughs> so <laughs> my answer to that is hell though no. i listened to, i literally just put down stuff like i wanted to listen to or was ruined my like comfort zone because two things right in terms of albums i really want to listen to it's probably going to be in the genres i'm interested in hip-hop and r&b mm. so i chose those and two i only have a day to take it in so I'm, i have to pick stuff that i can actually digest because of the music knowledge i have i'm not gonna fucking listen to nirvana when I, all i listen it's to is like, like it's a challenge to review not a challenge to understand <laughs> like that's a whole different thing so um yeah don't wrong there's definitely 
Albums from other genres I'm very keen to listen to, like 100%. But if I, I'll need more than a day because my ears aren't attuned to those things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't I didn't do much of that, no. Uh, I enjoyed the challenge, though. Um, mm. Yeah, it's pretty good. And yeah, I keep saying it, but I think we should both actually publish some kind of playlist from our, from our album challenge. I yeah, don't know, actually, like, maybe yeah. like, what do you think is fair? 30 tracks? No. I was making one actually for like my I, I was talking like my well. favorite three songs each day, Ooh, so I have a playlist, a yeah. Nice but then tricks. the albums yeah. that were quite long, I just put my favorite five. Yeah, or if yeah. the albums I really didn't like, I just put one. So yeah. um, I've yeah, got a couple so, albums that come to mind there. Yeah, yeah, but no, we'll do something like that. I think it's something we should definitely do in another in another way. Yeah, yeah. in the future. So yeah, we'll definitely bring up something later on. Yeah, that in the in the works. Yeah, let's mm. get to our obviously every week. Monday, you know the deal. Spotlight <laughs> series. Um, this week, our thirtieth artist that we brought you uh, was Sampa the Great. Um, so yeah, I guess for those that don't know who she is, um, she was born in Zambia, spent some time in Botswana growing up as well, and then mm-hmm. obviously came over to to Australia, um, where she studied. Was it in Sydney? Am I uh, right? Yeah, studying in Sydney. Yeah, yeah studying in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then since about, what is it, 2015, she's been releasing music. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, one of the one of the things I found so interesting was like, I don't really know much about Australian music. Like with the exception of, mm, with yes. the, I'll say the exception of, um, what's it like, that band Krangbin or whatever they are. Krangbin. Fuck do I know. They do like the like psychedelic pop. With the exception I mean- of them and... and Highest Coyote. Highest Coyote. From Australia, aren't they? Those two. I don't yeah. really don't even know much about, about the scene over there. Mm. So um yeah. So yeah, it's interesting to get an artist who who's kind of based there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean that I mean that's one thing that kinda of opened my eyes because I look back and I, and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not, you know, bashing myself off or anything like that. But I look back, I'm like, wow, like we've really done thirty artists that most people probably haven't really heard of or they haven't heard of at least half of them do you know what I mean and we, now we've got one for our 30th one was like mm-hmm. completely just not part of the western world that's pretty cool do you know what I mean because I know people like to act like oh like people love to act like oh my gosh there's no music oh, when's Kendrick gonna drop whatever when you realise how much music is out there that is actually good you don't have to listen to all the shit stuff you have to get through it I understand that mm-hmm. but there's so much good music and I feel like this was like a perfect example when I tried to tell people like look this is someone who has never interacted with the UK it's not an American artist I don't think she's even really influenced by much of British culture anything like that and phenomenally competent getting code signs from Kendrick, Miss Lauren Hill, stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So I think yeah, this was probably one of the most interesting ones. Like, wow. Like the, the, I, I, I don't, oh, I don't think I really heard anyone from Australia either. So yeah, this was definitely an eye opener for me. I agree. Yeah. I think this is definitely one of those like new, new artists. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't really know anyone that's been listening to her prior to posting. I mean, if you do mm-hmm. and you have, then, you know, let us know the usual, the usual manner. But um, you should be, you should be a co-host of the show. Yeah, yeah. You bring you, bring you on. Um, but yeah, like obviously, you know, we suggested three songs, like her 2019 album. We we talked about on Instagram. You know, it was mm-hmm. a lot about kind of her identity, mm-hmm. as you said, kind of living in three different countries, mm-hmm. um, with obviously distinct um, kind of cultures, traditions, things mm-hmm. like that. So you know, kind of dealing with that and working out her own identity, working out her own mm. place 
in that is something mm-hmm. that she looks at a lot on the album and I know mm-hmm. you know on tracks like um, on a couple of tracks she looks at she says things like what was it I guess I found my fortune and mm-hmm. like I don't need home to feel important yeah. um, and kind of realising that like that like tangible thing she's looking for isn't actually tangible and it's not about a location it's not about uh, Australia is my home or like mm-hmm. Zambia is my home um, it's kind of about looking looking more inward yeah, which I thought was sure. a really interesting message yeah I think another thing about um, the album you mentioned The Return is that it doesn't have anyone I've ever heard of before and a lot of it is fucking good like I'm very I'm very surprised by this one I'm not gonna lie like a lot of this album is fucking good the instrumentation is really well done I need to find out what producer um, she's on like producing is really good mm. I think one thing you mentioned in terms of like finding what home was like so I think there's an interlude where her friend calls her it's like some black Australian woman it's like look like I'm black you're black it doesn't like you I'm black and Australian like that doesn't change the fact that yeah. I'm black do you know what I mean I think that was a good um, message because I think that's something definitely a lot of people on, on you know on this side of um, the world can relate to in terms of like especially like first generation like black Africans or black Caribbeans like you know, like I, I'm, I'm British, but I'm not really British. And it's like, you know, I'm Nigerian, but am I really Nigerian? But it's like, you know, home is what you think it is. Like not what, not where you kind of spend most of your time. Like, you yeah. know, if you engage with Nigerian culture and you're like, and you're Nigerian descent, you are Nigerian. Like you can't let anyone t- kind of take that away from you. Even if your accent is changing because you're traveling around the world and stuff like that. So yeah, like, especially in terms of um, the artists who you kind of um, reviewed, this is probably one of the most polished ones. I think, yeah. to be honest, especially on her first album. I know she had a mixtape before, but she she sounds like someone who was like already kind of found her sound in a sense, or found what her like her bag is. Do you yeah, know I, mean? I don't know. The top she used like a crazy amount of flows. Like one time, like she sounds like I think the song we put on Final Form where she sounds a lot like Little Sims, and she's just flowing like just going crazy. And other songs yeah, she kind of strips off. it back. Yeah. yeah, like she's yeah. yeah. Very, very, very special rapper. Um, I think no. actually, sorry, you mentioned that. Um, I just had a had a quick Google, and in <laughs> in terms of like production, I know we'd mentioned that she'd worked yeah. with. Um, was it Quez Darko? Yeah. Um, she. So I know she's had obviously Hiatus Cody, which she mentioned. Yeah, she worked with one of the producers from that mm-hmm. from their work on this album, um, and also um, with apparently someone from. Boy Better Know. So Oh, who? M S M. Who I'm not sure who that is. I don't know which one in, I've never really heard of him much in BBK. MSM. Oh, so. have you said someone like Jammer or something? Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Um and also I think it was mixed by John Wayne, who's actually a very competent rapper, if people don't know who he is. <laughs> you should mm. check him out. Um Yeah, so it seems like she's got those links. That's the interesting mm. thing, right? She's got those like links out there in the music world across mm-hmm. like the UK, US, mm-hmm. but she's yet to kind of like be introduced to the audience fully. So yeah, I yeah, think it'll be interesting it'll be, to see what, see what happens it, next. It'll probably be like a big feature that does it or her work yeah. with like a big artist. But again, it doesn't really seem like, obviously I can't tell and it's, it's just with music, but it doesn't seem like that's where her head's at. It, I think she likes kind of getting the co-sign because, you know, she said, um, you know, your favourite rapper, Pete My Goat Potential. I think she yeah, likes yeah. the co-sign of that, but I don't think she needs that to kind of, you know, get her music out there. And mm. obviously, I think another thing as well, like, 
<laughs> you know when artists say we're going on a world tour and then it's literally just like England, America, <laughs> so maybe one Asian country and Australia <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> you know, whatever. But I think we forget there's a whole like rap scene outside of UK and America that will just, and you know, and it's sustainable in a sense as well. Like she could just probably just live off being a famous yeah. Australian artist and that's it because Australians like rap as well mm. so you know who, who knows where it goes maybe it just she just stays a local artist maybe she blows up it kind of depends on who she works with but I think either way I was, I'm definitely um, tapped into what she's doing next yeah for sure yeah mm. um, and yeah obviously you can find all of this our three songs as well on Spotify on our um, Spotlight series playlist mm. you can find our latest post you can see our song of the day um, on Instagram at mm-hmm. Final Collective Pod and also on Twitter at TVC Pod. Um, you can also email us, of course. Our inbox um, is, I was about to say our inbox is always open, but I said that before on Top Eight and yeah. Market, so it's not always open. Um, we do filter them. Uh, it is <laughs> Final Collective Pod at gmail.com. So yeah, feel free to give us an email. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back after after a quick break. You've probably seen in the episode description what we'll be reviewing today. So, yeah, we'll be back in a moment. We're back. Um, yeah, so as you, will, as you will have seen this week, we are reviewing... It's a five-year anniversary of Skepta's Konnichiwa. Today, um, 6th of May. Today, 6th of May. Right yeah. on the money. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like we need to probably give some kind of context to this album for people um, to kind of like better understand it. Um, so yeah, where should, where should we start doing it again? For like uh, yeah, I feel Even like before. you, you kind of have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So only because this is this is do like a quick um, whistle stop tour. So obviously, twenty eleven set the scene right. So we don't need to give a fuck about the album, right? Doing it again, we don't, we don't no. talk about that. But there's one song in particular we just have to fucking talk about, which is All Over The House, right? And at the time, I think when this came out, I think I was still in, I think I was in secondary school, something like that. And I didn't listen to Skepta that much. I didn't even know it was Skepta who made this song until years later, but I knew about this song. And I was like, holy fuck, like... I don't feel like I should be watching this on my on my mum's computer. Do you know what I mean? I just don't feel like that. That's something I should be doing. But whatever. You were singing it though, weren't you? I don't think I was. I don't think I liked the song like that. I was being honest because, like, I don't know. Like, I think at that age, I didn't care for overly sexual songs. I just liked rap songs, really. Mm. If I'm being oh, honest. Such a purist. Not even that. It's just yeah. It was either rap songs or Trey songs. <laughs> that was it really now, I didn't really have it in between like it was passion pain and pleasure or it was like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and watch the throne that was my life wasn't it so um, yeah so that's why I just thought it was a bit mm. weird like I was like okay cool whatever mm. and um, so yeah so you got doing it again and obviously you move on to his um, purchasable you can, you can let it go that quickly it wasn't it was, it got, it was not good come on <laughs> go I feel on. like that, that was that was his like you know poppy dance like dubstep dubstep kind of experimentation mm. like the kind of his kind of first attempt right at making it transatlantic yes you know not of, his last not, his, not last. his last but his first um and yeah so i guess he kind of made all the mistakes that a lot of artists mistake kind of make when they try to reach those wider audiences mm. um so i feel like that was the kind of like misplaced attempt mm-hmm. and then 
you know, he kind of moved on from that. Thank God he didn't do it again. I mean, I feel like he did, but it's just a, yeah, that's the thing. So I know, obviously now we know Skepta's like a proper British Mm. lad, right? But yeah, like you said, so obviously after all that fucking, like controversy and shit like that, he drops the mixtape Blacklisted, right? It came out a year later. Honestly, he addresses a lot of what happened with, um, Mm-hmm. The, you know, the whole thing about getting cancelled quote unquote yeah. with all over the house and stuff like that but I feel like do you know what it is about this album right it's like you know pointing fingers but not realising the shit on your own finger it's like you're cussing other people for making American songs but then you have literal American songs on this like fucking um, Bad Man Nativity or shit like that it's like you, like do you know what I mean like I the, the damn cheek, right? It's like that guy saying, oh, I can never date a girl who's, you know, had a high body count. It's like, do you know who your girl is? Like, <laughs> I don't know if you know. I and mean, you might not know, but I, I feel like everyone else, like, everyone else can see it. Like, there's so many American reaches on um, Blacklist. And I think that's part of the reason why I didn't like it as well. Um, I, I you know if you're, again, if you're a keen watcher. So I reviews, I don't know, watcher. Fuck am I saying? Anyways, I reviewed this for my March challenge, right? Yeah. So this is one of the albums I reviewed. And I said I was indifferent about it because it's like, yes, there's some good songs like Ace Hood Flow and stuff like that. There's, you know what I mean? Or um, what's the other song? Same Shit, Different Day. Like, there's some good songs here. Castle's but, good song. Yeah, Castle's good Yeah, I feel like the... Perhaps in the, the, one was it Tour Bus Massacre. I enjoyed that. Yeah. You there's, no, there's definitely there's some good songs mm. here. There's no doubt about that. No doubt. But there's other songs like Bad Man and Tivoli, um, what was it, We Begin Things, mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, what's the other one that meant that was meant to have Kano, Lay Her Down, mm-mm, yeah, yeah. don't like that either. Like, there's a couple of songs I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, are you trying to be like, you know, it's, it's like, he still lives in that, like, you know, garage era, where it's like, you know, that song we playing, I was like, no, like, it's 2012, mate, like, we're mm-hmm. way past that. So, um... What was I going to say? Yeah, so I'm, I'm just really indifferent about this one. I feel like this was his, kind of meant to be like his, oh, I'm still here kind of thing. And it was like, oh, you still got a lot to prove, mate. I don't know where you... It's suppo- yeah, it's supposed that. to be his, like, um, you know, his matured album, right? Yeah. Like, he's made the mistakes. He's coming back. And I I mean, for me, I've obviously, I didn't hear it when it came out at the time. So it's obviously mm-hmm. going back and listening to it. And it kind of makes sense seeing that progression. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, like... In retrospect, it does because you've got like all those reflective songs. You've got kind of a lot of features, which are you know it's not it's not end dubs again, thankfully. Like he's, you know <laughs> he's got some like some good features on here. Um, yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. So mm. obviously a huge improvement on the previous album. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's yeah like the really what is it that song? Is it Simple Life? Sounds like some kind yeah. of daft punk. No, legit. Like, I could I can French imagine house song. No, legit. It, I can literally imagine like a James Blake feature popping up at any second, listening to it. Like, no joke. <laughs> like, it's it's a really weird song from him as well. Like, it just felt like maybe he saw what Wretch did with um, Don't Go. And he's like, mm. oh, I could do my own version of it. Like, I'm I'm the best here in it, so why not? And it's like, yeah. no. Like, I think I said something like, oh, <laughs> Skeptor wanted to prove to himself that he could do anything and everything. And it's just not the case. Like, and mm. I still believe that by this album. And Skeptor fans, right? 
this is like their mad, it's how no Skepta fans have mad cope, right? Because when it comes to Skepta's discography, they try to act like you've got Kanichiwa and Blacklisters. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. One of these is not like the other. <laughs> One of these is not like the other. What, what's going on? Like, that's, we can't, we can't do that. Like, I know, I know you guys like Skepta, but Blacklisted is not in his, like, you know, that's not the album you should be putting towards people be like, yeah, this is the one. Like, cause it's not. A lot of people think that's the album though. It definitely isn't. That's mad copium. Like, you know that meme I sent you with the, that the pet, yeah, like, yeah. Like, just there cause you just, you, it's like Drake when you realise, shit, he doesn't have like a classic album. Fuck, I just need to fit one in. It's like that. <laughs> like, it's say, just, people have, we've, we've taken so many jabs at Drake recently. We <laughs> have. They need to lay off the memes for a little while. I mean, he's a big artist, right? But that's why we mention a lot. Like, we don't mention artists that aren't worth mentioning, right? So, you know, you've got to take it. It's got to roll the punches, yeah. isn't it? But, um, yeah, like... Five, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, moving from blacklisted, right? Like, mm. we had a we had a four, five-year wait, you mm-hmm. know, more Skeptarchy. And mm-hmm. then... A lot happened drops. for him as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm, time. And then, yeah, drops Konnichiwa and, yeah... As we kind of, you can't just say that. Like, oh, he just he just dropped Kanitra. Like, come on. Like, uh, so much shit happened in between that, right? Like, obviously, he had the Kanye co-sign with the all-day thing at the Brits. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about that first, right? So, yeah, obviously, 2015 Brit Awards. Kanye just... I feel like here's how it went, right? So, Kanye's at the Brits. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously with his wife, well, ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. He's there. Like, okay, cool. And then, obviously, this is around his... This is post-Jesus, right? So, he's probably pissed off everyone he's, like, worked with at the time. So, he's like, shit, I have no, like, backing vo- singers or vocalists or anything like that. But then he looks around, he's like, what's your name? Um, my name's Skepta. Okay, cool. <laughs> do, you, do you want to come on stage? Okay, cool. You, you rap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. And he's like, what's your name? Uh novellist okay cool you come on to and then that's literally i feel like that's literally how it happened i don't think for a single second he knows who the fuck any of those guys he wasn't are tuned in he don't think he was, was not at yeah. not at that time drake was but i don't mm. think kanye's like shout out to i don't think he knows literally i don't think he even looks at them throughout the whole performance i watched it right so he has to man them right yeah they're all wearing like black hoodies or whatever yeah, yeah. he doesn't look back once at any of them and he's he's, he's standing with one of the biggest artists in the country he doesn't give them any mind like at all like yeah what did you think about this moment because yeah you, you sure these probably saw on like tv or been being spoke about at the time no yeah i th- i mean obviously that was you know it's a huge moment i think we talked about it in an earlier episode didn't we i'm not what sure episode I'm... did we talk about it <sighs> there's a lot of episodes now isn't it? So. no but yeah no huge <laughs> moment for like for like british rap and especially mm-hmm. for like the grime for scene sure. even even if it wasn't for for kanye west a big moment <laughs> um yeah. and yeah, like obviously it's mentioned in in one of the songs on the album with a little clip of someone going, a group of young men all dressed in black, <laughs> dancing very aggressively. That's a good so impression, I, actually. Yeah, I feel like I hate that. I hate that I do that voice well. Um, I haven't practiced it. So yeah, um, yeah, I feel like there was a lot of complaints as well, which is what that mm. like points towards people mm. kind of seeing that's that on their screens and and not being not being able to compute <laughs> what's it just going showed, on. It also shows the white how much shit class. has changed as well. Just, like, yeah, yeah. Like, man, like, remember, this is the same fucking demographic that loves the nuts of Stormzy, AJ Tracy, Digger D, Billiards, all this shit now. And imagine that, right? Like, Kanye West is just literally just saying all day, throwing in the occasional nigga here and there. Like, 
and, and they were like, oh, I cannot, I just cannot imagine this on ITV. And now you were literally listening to someone, like, drills like a thing now, right? Like, just insane how the times have changed. Yeah, I think that was the main thing, wasn't it? Like, mm. the, well, one of the things, like, the lack of um, censoring, censoring any of the language. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're completely right. How, <laughs> how the audacity. <laughs> yeah. The same Britain, right? The same fucking yeah. Britain. Like, it's, yeah, fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I feel like the biggest thing that happened for Skepta, like, um, in between his albums or even his projects was the Drake co-sign, right? Yeah. So Drake does this now and again. You, I mean, we all know him to do this. Like, he just randomly just put an artist on, like, oh, my gosh, I like this artist from mm-hmm. a country that I'm not too familiar with. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Everyone just goes crazy, Drake right? just discovered them. Yeah, but two things, right? So one thing is, I do have to give Drake his props because he's been tapped into the UK scene for a while. Obviously, like, co-signing Sneakball, like, way back when and all that stuff. So it's, it wasn't his first rodeo. But it is just kind of weird. Like, he just posted the culture clash. Not culture. I think it wasn't even a culture clash. I think it was in... Uh, yeah, it was a clash between Skepta and... What's his name? Begins with a D. I cannot remember now. Whatever it was. So he posted a picture of him, like, clashing with a guy. I like how I just said whatever he was, like, it's probably, like, a not a competent artist or whatever. I'm probably going to get heat for that or whatever. But, um, yeah, so he posted that and everyone goes crazy. Like, oh, my gosh, he knows about Skepta. Even Skepta's like, oh, fair enough. Like, he's probably surprised by that as well. And then um, they formed, like, a big relationship from that as well. I think they worked together on um, Kids remix. So um, the, um, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get it wrong and I'm Nigerian. I'm not even going to do it. Fuck it. So they worked together on Kids remix. I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not going to go out like that. Um, so, yeah, so obviously it's a big moment for Skepta and a big moment for UK music because now it's, like, the lot... Also, yes, you have gigs and Sneakbo who have kind of been, like, propped up by Drake, but this is... Drake is stepping in to that, you know, UK Hermes Birkin. Like, he's fully just putting his foot in now. Like, I am British. Like, he's going all in at this point. Or just the beginning of that. So, yeah. I think this was definitely, in terms of, like, the eyes on the UK... I feel like there was definitely a shift. Do you think that's the case? massively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I remember that time what we were probably been in, like, first year? Second year? Something like that, yeah. No, it definitely felt like a big shift in, like, the eyes Mm. of the world and now on, like, boy, better know, you know? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it did definitely bring a lot of attention. Mm. It's definitely a positive thing. Um, Drake was just born, born in the wrong country. Well, I will say it's really fucking weird, right? I'm just gonna say yeah. this: like, it's pretty strange. You got that tattoo, isn't it? Like, that's that is pretty fucking weird. Like, I don't know. How you, there's you can't skin that cat anyway for me to think that's normal. Like, I get it. You like you're a big fan of their art, but Skepta doesn't hasn't have OVO tattooed. I don't think he does. Yeah, no. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, it's like it's well, so a, he like, didn't it's need like, to. No one was asking for it. I exactly. You you've you've co-signed mm. with us now. Show your allegiance. <laughs> Literally unprovoked. Like, you know what it is? It's like, it's like your girl coming home one day. It's like, oh my gosh, guess what I've got yeah. done today? Just- 100%. <laughs> I can imagine it now. He's like turned up to the studio just unannounced. And he's like, boys, look. And he's like, always up his leg sleeves. And he's like, look. <laughs> what? Like, what? <laughs> like, oh, it's just... Like, that's just weird. I, I don't know. That's just weird to me. And it like... And I guess for them, they were like, shit, how do we repay him? Oh, I guess we'll just sign you to BBK. Even yeah, though that doesn't yeah. mean any that doesn't mean anything to Drake. Like Drake <laughs> being signed to BBK means fuck all. But they had to feel like you know, you know, um I think it, I think it's in sociology was like if you give if you do something for someone, 
like innately they feel like they have to pay you back mm. or or they there's two ways they feel like they have to pay you back in a big way or they have to find out you're a bad person so they feel like they don't want to have to pay you back and i feel like <laughs> with drake it was like shit like he's not he just seems like a genuine good guy he's just yeah. really happy to be here like we just have to do something <laughs> for him now so fuck it it's bad weird isn't it mad weird but yeah they form like a pretty solid relationship after this don't they i mean yeah, obviously sure. why this happens didn't it yeah, yeah. And obviously one of the songs which we'll get to felt like a, a Drake throwaway. But. <laughs> Whatever. Cool. But um, yeah, then as, as you mentioned, we get to um, Kenichiwa, um, which came out again this time, five years ago. Big year to come out. Obviously looking back, 2016 was probably one of the best years of hip hop in a very, very long time. Maybe even ever, some may say. Very strong year. And this is, and again, like, we're, we're starting to... We're in that phase where it's cool to be unapologetically British. Like, Jay Huss and Milstack have been around for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Dave is in the mix now. He's obviously worked with Drake at this point as well with the One and Oh remix. Like, a lot of Storms things are happening. Storms like, yeah. Yeah, Stormzy's coming up now. I think, yes, I think it'll be, like, another year until Stormzy drops his debut. So, Stormzy's not fully there yet, but he's getting there as well. Mm-hmm. He's still doing, like, Drake covers or whatever the fuck. So, um, yeah. So, you get this, and it's like okay, I've got all eyes on me. I need to drop something that is like, I feel like there was a lot of pressure for him to drop something that represented the entire country. That's kind of the, the vibe I kind of got, just given all those contexts. But yeah, would you, would you agree? Yeah, I think I think it felt like there was, like this was going to be it, right? Mm. Like it was a big, it felt like a big make or break when it dropped. It's like, mm. I, know, I know, you know, he's had kind of, um, like he's been he's been around the block for a little while. Like probably at that point, <laughs> yeah. like he'd been around for like a decade, which he mentioned yeah. in the song, right? Yeah. But it felt like you know all roads lead to this. Yes, all roads 100%. lead to Rome. Like all, you know, everything kind of led up to this album. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and I mean, didn't disappoint at all. Um, yeah, and yeah, we we talked before we started recording. We're like, are we going to say some crazy things today? I don't know. We'll just see what happens. <laughs> but I don't know. Felt felt like one of the one of the best like grime albums of the decade. For I mean, sure. If not Yeah. Is he gonna say it? If not the best, I don't know. Oh god. <laughs> I mean John definitely for the god then say it. Yeah, go I'm on. saying it. I feel yeah. like it's I feel like it's possibly the best grime album of the decade. Um, you know what I'm going to do you one more. I'm going to do you one more. <clears throat> See, you know me, come on, come on, get your chips in boys. So not only is this probably the best grime record of the decade. Obviously, shout out to his brother, but you know, you, you had a good shot. But this is probably up until Grey Area, up until Grey Area, this was the best album the UK had had in terms of rap, hip hop, whatever the fuck. This was the best one, period. And if you look at a decade, oh, it's probably <clears throat> top three to top five. From That's the UK, fa- yeah. From the UK, this mm-hmm. decade, straight off. I don't, I don't care who you're talking about. Like... And that is a very, very surprising thing to say, given Skepta's kind of, like, road towards here, right? Like, Skepta's competent, yes, but I don't think anyone ever thought he was going to have an album of this magnitude. And there's no way he could have predicted that, because even... This was, like, pushed back, like, a couple years. I think it was meant to be another album. Similar to what we said about J. Cole. He did the whole J. Cole thing, was like, oh, it's going to be another album. Then he scrapped that. Then it was into Kanichiwa. Then it was, like, pushed back a year. And all that stuff. It's like, oh, what's going Like, does he have it? Does he not have it anymore? And then here we get this, right? So it was, like, just an insane moment for him and the country. And then, yeah, I feel, I feel like, again, like, it's one of those, like, um, 
cultural landmarks for sure mm-hmm. for sure and even then i feel like it's the only album i'm gonna even do i'm gonna even go harder i'm gonna go even harder go there you go i'm gonna, you ra- gonna raise you one <laughs> you ready you ready it's the only uk rap album this decade that's a classic don't give me big conspiracy don't give me common sense i like those albums but this is the only one that we consider the classic like university across, yeah. yeah across the board 100 it's the only one that's a big props people would just dis- people would say Oh, I don't know. People would definitely say Common Sense is a classic. It's not a classic. It's a good album. It's a good debut, but it's not. It's different. Like, when the the impact that Konnichiwa had, as well as the level of quality, like, throughout the album, is on a different plane to Common Sense. It's it's over 90% of it hits. Yeah, literally. I'll go back to 10 of the 12 tracks. Yeah, literally. Literally, and compared to like common sense is good, but there's at least maybe five, six songs. I'm like, oh, actually, this is not my thing. It's a again for a debut, and I, and I always have to give this some um, because people are like, I'm not fair. Like, I don't know where they got that from, right? You know what I mean? But whatever. Probably, probably listening to this podcast a few times. Whatever. <laughs> How could they possibly get that right? But um, yeah. I feel like when it comes to debut albums, I'm not expecting you... It's like a rookie in his first NBA season, right? I'm not expecting you to come and, come out and just be the best. I know plebs think that. I know people really thought Zion Williamson was just going to come and just dominate the NBA in his first year. Like, whatever. Like, who the fuck ever does that? Literally, no player in history has ever done that. You have to have some time under your belt. But for a debut, it was strong. But it's not Konnichiwa. I think even people who like Jay Huss could admit that. You have to. Because then you need to give me an argument as to what Common Sense has more than Kanichua or over Kanichua, which I don't think it has in any metric, yeah. if I'm being honest. And from what you said, like, mm. and for, I mean, from what we've both said about Kanichua, like 10 of the 12 tracks, I'm going to say are bangers. Yeah, and straight like, bangers. There's there's quality control on it. If, even with, I mean, 100%. you can kind of forgive two songs out of 12, right? But like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's not bloated in any way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we yeah. should just get into some of these songs. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Where, do you, where do you want to start? Um, I want to start with the 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 not so good ones. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the two songs I kind of skip from it um, are right smack bang in the middle of the album. Um, oh, number, there we go. Track number six and seven. Um, <laughs> ladies hit squads. Um, so this is kind of like the the American portion of the album, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he has what is it? Um, not ASAP Nost and DWE on this. Mm-hmm. As I said, I know, this is a track I was referring to when I said there was a Drake throwaway, and this a hundred percent feels like either Drake was Drake was meant to be on this, or Drake kind of had the beat made and was like, "Yeah, no, I'm all right." <laughs> you can get ASAP Nost on this one. He just baited him into it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I did. I didn't enjoy this. Yeah, um, I'm very glad we aligned. We haven't even spoken about this, so I'm very happy we aligned on this. So yeah, ladies hit squad squad. I literally have my notes. Absolutely, the fuck not. And um, numbers. And yeah, obviously we, we haven't even spoken about Pharrell much. We'll get to him, but ladies Ooh. hit squad again. There's just this thing. It's like it's like the devil on the shoulder of rappers, where it's like right. I have a competent, cohesive project. 
it's probably going to be really great. I've done everything I want to. My whole artistic integrity is completely watertight. And then that devil says, but what about the ladies? It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, what, what about the ladies? Every fucking time. Every time. And I feel like it was just one of those songs like, oh, but what about, what about one for the ladies though? And this yeah, had to come in. Always happens. It's happened always to anyone happens. last year. It happens to yeah. everyone. <clears throat> Every, like it's just a bug they just can't get they have to do it like let, let me give them yeah. a, let me give them a slow one it's like no you know no they don't want a slow you one know, you know what fucking yeah exactly you don't know what the ladies want Skepta You're and also Skepta. they're not listening to your album for one song it's not like they're yeah. skipping through they're like oh this this is a bit much Where, yeah, where's, the, you, where's the slow one for me you say that John but it was one of the lead singles which is awful if I heard this as a lead uh, single at the time I'll be very worried I'll be very worried because I'll be like shit it's just blacklisted too but luckily it's the ones one of the two songs where it's like okay it's cool it's the two like, ducks in the middle yeah, yeah but yeah that and numbers oh my god this song is bad for like, someone this is fucking for bad. someone of Pharrell's <laughs> calibre right for someone so yeah. prolific talented like producer ma- mastermind mm. right he is really capable of some shocking features <laughs> I li- I literally think Pharrell has a clause where it's like you gotta put me in coach if I produce for you because he helped um, co-produce some of the songs here or he was like an executive producer I feel like he has to have a clause like Swiss Beats it's the same fucking <laughs> shit it's like Put me in, coach. You gotta put me in. Like it's part, it's part of the deal. But like the player manager, right, so no, we just need you to manage. Yeah, literally. Stop getting on the field. You're 39. <laughs> you know, yeah, literally like fucking Rudy playing for Derby, and yeah. also coach the fucking team. It's like, oh man, just just gotta get in there, mate. Like whatever. Like this song, yeah. This it's not. I don't know which one is worse out of the two, but this one. I think numbers has, is worse. I think numbers might be worse as well because the beat is worse for one and has some of the worst bars I've ever heard from Skeptor just period like literally period it literally has a a line where he says yeah just picked up a new pack of the loud smell that wow (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck like what the oh like it's bad I'm like man like you're lucky it's just two songs because that would have came for you mate like yeah this song is bad 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 like not not the transatlantic link up it should have been to be honest that's it. Got the X, got the purple, got the green. Because every day, man a man, I get lean. <laughs> you see me on the cover, front cover of a magazine, winning Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like, just, uh, no, no way this was done without like a couple shrooms in their system. No doubt. I swear to God. Because, and, and this is another thing about Skepta as well. Every time he veers away from the promised land, he's like Simba in the Lion King. Like, you know, like you've been told, what's that over yeah. there? And, you know, you should never go there, Simba. Like, you know, that's the American beats. You should never go there. Yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, every time, like, every time Skepta veers away from, like, a non-British sound, he sounds awful. He sounds so uncomfortable. Every time he's on British sound, he sounds amazing. Yeah, like, he, just, he does not sound yeah. comfortable on this beat. At all. No. Like, he's just not, it's not his thing. And that's the thing. I feel like certain artists... I'm so glad Skepta's kind of just humbled himself over the years. Mm-hmm. You just got to know what you're strong at. You got to know what you're weak at. No, you can't sing on every fucking song, even though you're a rapper. That's not going to work. You're not Drake. You know, you can't rap over everything. You know, you're not Freddie Gibbs. And that's fine. That's Freddie Gibbs. He can do that. There's Maybe there's some things you can do that Freddie Gibbs can't. You just got to kind of 
you know, it's good to experiment and know what your bread and butter is and know it well. Like, if you're going to try something, at least let it not fall flat on its face. Mm-hmm. And these two fell quite... Like, you're not you're not going to try and finesse me with ladies hit squad and put in D-double-E and be like, oh, like, you're not going to do that. I see what you're doing there, but you're not going to... You're not going to get me there. Like, it's not going to work. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, we got the shit. We got the shitness out of the way in it. So let's yeah. let's 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 mm-hmm. go to the to the good song. So yeah, where do, where do you want to start with um Kanichiwa? Oh, <laughs> a lot of places to start. There are a lot of places. I feel like we've got we've got the shit out of the way. So I'd say there's a there's a three track run in this. I don't know if you'd if agree. You, if, if you say what I'm thinking, I just know we have to be co-hosts forever. Try. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have a three track run in my mind as well. Yeah, let's see. There's a three track run. And it begins with man and it ends with that's not me. There we go. There we go. Um, <laughs> it's exactly the same. These three, <laughs> these three exactly songs the are huge. Holy yeah. shit, right? Like, that's not to say anything about the two, the last two songs on the album or yeah, anything about the fair. first five songs. But those three songs are, yeah, they're epic. In, that's probably one of the most insane free track runs. I've maybe ever seen from a UK artist, artist. I'm I'm going at like fucking hell. Like this is, and that's the thing. Like fair enough. That's the reason why you can stomach ladies hit squad and numbers because you know right after that you're getting man shut down and that's not me. Mm-hmm. Right track after track after track. Like there's nothing more British than these three songs. If anything, and any, like. If you say what sound defines Britain, one of these songs is definitely going up in that yep. list for sure. Like it's such a good run. Like, yeah, even Sims. I, over over everyone, I'm saying this straight out. Like this is like an insane free track run, and I don't think even he's gonna do this again. Like it's just one of those like lightning hit three times somehow, and here we here we are. Like insane, insane. I mean, let's start with man, right? Yeah. Like. One thing, and again, this is quite consistent with the rest of the album, Skepta is really good at making hooks, especially mm. on this album. Like, his hooks are so infectious. Like, it doesn't even have to be, like, word play or anything like that. It's just catchy. It either gets you jumping or it just gets you hype. Like, one, like it's just yeah, yeah. It there. And obviously this one, when he's like, um, I don't know why man's calling me family all of a sudden. Like, hmm. My mum don't know your mum. <laughs> Stop telling me your mum cousin. Like, it's just funny. And then obviously, like, getting into the whole... Um, that's a pre-chorus even. It's not even a fucking chorus. Yeah, yeah. It's a pre-chorus. And obviously, getting into the chorus, like, it's just... Oh, man. There's something about Skepta and Hooks on this album. It's just, yeah, ridiculously infectious. What, 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 what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think it's... um, <clears throat> I guess it's a theme that mm. he's kind of... That's present in this album, right? The mm. idea of... You know, uh, on earlier projects, he tried to like bridge that gap. You know, mm. make make the jump across to the across the Atlantic, and obviously he's done that. And on this album, he's kind of bar those couple of tracks in the middle where he mm-hmm. he's kind of like pandering to the uh, to the American sound, right? Like yeah. he's he's been there, he's done that, and he's now kind of like looking back at it all, or like becoming aware of you know how this has impacted him on you know we yeah. talked about an earlier song is like calling the cob where yeah. he kind of gets really personal about it. But yeah, on this, he's he's kind of looking back at his roots and trying to be kind of true to himself. And like that bar you just mentioned, like ignoring those people that are like riding his <laughs> coattails or like jumping yeah. on his success and being like, oh, I'm your day one. He's like, 
no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Who exactly. are all these people? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, who the fuck are you, mate? No, 100%. And, and that's the thing as well. Like, this album is so unapologetically British. Save mm. two tracks. It's so unapologetically British. And I think that's exactly what the UK needed for quite a while. Like, yeah. And to be honest, and, and again, the reason why I, I will say this album's a classic, and it, it already is a classic, it's been five years, but it will be like a bona fide classic, mm. is that if this album doesn't happen, do we get a gang signs and prayer? Do we get yeah. all these other grime and C's coming through the door? Do, do you know what I mean, do we get the, such a, a massive acceptance of UK music overseas? Like the way Jill's kind of loved overseas as well. Like, do we get that if this doesn't happen? I don't know if you do. Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that's that's why this album is so important to the culture. Yeah. It's so culturally significant. 100%. Because you, you've seen what like what the result is <clears throat> when he's tried to to kind of change the sound. And like he said mm. as well, there's a quote from him saying, um, like, rather than breaking America, like, I want Britain to be just another place that raps. Because, mm. of, like, that's how Drake, that's how a lot of US artists first, like, started to enjoy British music was through... Mm the like quintessentially British sound because it's different, yeah. not because it's trying to imitate um, or like jump on American flows, but because it's mm. something completely distinct. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something that is not just about this three track run, but this album. Um, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And not even having Drake on this as well. Like I feel like that was a really good move from him Very as well. Move. Very good move because obviously there's so much hype, like also him and Skepta have a relationship, going wild and stuff like that. For him to kind of take all of that, especially don't get me wrong, like Skepta has always been a pretty big artist. Like he's, you know, he's probably been earning good money over the years. In the, he's been independent for majority of that time, but like past ten or so years. Okay, cool. But then Drake hits you up and it's like, I love your music. I'm gonna get your fucking record label tattoo the tattoos on my arm most guys would be like oh my gosh you need to be on a song like you want you're the biggest artist in the real world sorry mm. and this is drake in his prime this is like you know people are still on drake's nuts like super heavy it kind of reminds me of when stormzy rejected jay-z's feature it's like that but probably bigger like mm. it it takes it takes a it takes a lot of guts to be like i actually don't need that i'm like this this album's gonna walk on its own like perfectly fine without yeah. about you being here and yeah. I, I'm probably thinking that, like, for all Drake's association with, like, British music, he's, I can't name many British albums other than Edna that he's on. What, Skepta? No, Drake. No, Drake. Yeah, that's true. Edna's the that's only a... album I can think of. That's true, yeah. Because he did the song with um, Dave, Wanna Know, but that's yeah. obviously not on not the, this album. Uh, not yeah. doubt. Damn, that's true. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. Shit. Yeah, because obviously George Smith does on More Life. Mm-hmm. Skepta's interviewed More Life yeah. as well. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Fuck. Yeah. So again, like, and it, it looked, it was definitely possible. Like, obviously, we yeah, can assume, yeah. but it was definitely possible for him to do this. So, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, again, because I think, I think even since then, I think it's made it easier for people to be like, no, I actually don't need Drake in my song. Because mm-hmm. he probably has reached out to like a Fredo or an AJ yeah. Tracy since then and be like, okay, let me jump in the song. And they're like, no, like, let's keep it British. Because everyone yeah. knows, right? And especially then, it was like, it was, it was kind of like, a, not a diss, it was like, oh, you know, here comes Drake again, you know, birthing another artist. And obviously Skepta is a well-renowned artist in his own right. So yeah. I think I'm so glad he kind of just stuck to his guns and just, just said, fuck that, do you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. Honestly, 100%. and obviously, yeah, obviously, he did sample him on Shutdown. It was funny, but you know, I'd, uh, <laughs> yeah, 
Trust, um, trust me, Danny. I, f- I feel like that's <laughs> up there with with um, Habib T. What's it where he says on um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> on only you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he he, go, he goes through phases, man. He does. But yeah, um, but it doesn't take away from the song. Doesn't shut down. Mm. Yeah, um, mm. seven. They he made um seven different instrumentals for this track. Oh, and this you? one made the cut. Yeah. Damn. Good choice. Very, very good choice. <laughs> good choice. Good fucking choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, obviously this song makes that reference that the kind of skit in the middle of the song that references yeah. um, Kanye West bringing them back, bringing them out. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, uproar from from white people. Let's say. It. <laughs> um, yeah, the aggression on their screen, which was probably just yeah, just another way of saying. Why there's so many black men on my screen? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Like, yep. like you know what it is? She probably literally just watched like I don't know someone get killed on the latest episode of EastEnders, and I was like, fuck it. Like literally, you watch that right, or you're watching I don't know. Uh, yeah, literally, like it must you know, be linked. Yeah, literally, you literally watch that, and then you you think, oh, that's fine. You know, my kids enjoy a bit of EastEnders, mm. someone getting shot or whatever, and you go into ITB and like. Oh, how could they? They're yeah. saying words. <laughs> like, that yeah. means things. Like, yeah. what? Like, it's just, it's insane, isn't it? Like, it's, like, I've said this to you before, John, like, rural England, in particular, is just a world that is so, like, mystifying to me because it's just, like, now and again, like, the things that they would accept or reject, it's just, yeah, boggling. It's like, the fact that they, in, they took Stormzy in with open arms, but... Kanye West was too much. It's just yeah, that was very important. It reminds me of the opening to Damn as well, right? That new that news clip. Yes, exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lamar, mm-hmm. like Lamar stated. Can't remember yeah, how it begins. And we but hate the popo. Yeah. Um, want to kill the machine? Oh, show! Was yeah. like, ah, please, ah. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's literally the same thing. Where it's like. Yeah, and he literally said it in a song. This is not my culture. This is my religion. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Like, he, he, I think he's like, yeah, just fuck you in it. Like, this is what we do. It's not just like a a, mm-hmm. a phase, or it's not like a trend. Like, it would just be in ourselves, and you're hating on that. And it's like, how are you hating on that when we're unapologetically British? Unapologetically, like, how can you hate on that? It doesn't really make any sense. No. Do you know what I mean? So, no, I, yeah, such such a good song. I know it's such. It's a probably the biggest hit Skeptics ever had I mean that's fair to say as well so yeah definitely works in his favour and obviously he's that's on me well. with, great. with the good old bros great quotes you say you're Muslim you say you're Rasta say you don't eat pork don't eat pussy liar you're just an actor <laughs> you're the actor <laughs> so uh, funny yeah no yeah. you're right Big like his biggest track huge mm. probably one of the biggest tracks of 2015 2016 sorry right or did it, it come out in 2015? Yeah, yeah. I think it came out in 2015. No, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It actually didn't chart that well when it initially came out, actually. I think it, it's but quite long. The longevity of it, like it just stayed <clears throat> yeah. around. So, it, like, every time you go to the club, like, they're always going to play Shut Down. Like, every yeah. time. Every fucking time. And they probably still, probably still would, to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> um, yeah. Th- third of the trilogy is um mm. that's not me mm. um gone oh no i was just gonna sneeze but yeah no this is yeah i think um it's good to see the bros link up in it jamie and skeptor it's nice um, brotherly love yeah no i i really like i think 
just for my personal favourite, out of the three, it's weird to say this, isn't it? But we're talking about a really good album. I'll say Shutdown's my least favourite. I'll say Man, That's Not Me and Shutdown, in that order. That's Not Me is a really good song. And you know what? Yeah, again, this one's talking about the cultural significance as well. Because when he talked about, like, not wearing designers anymore, people took that seriously. Like, people it, people definitely look, like, reflects on themselves. Or like, rah, like, you know, what's going on? So you, you saw a huge shift in terms of people just wearing tracksuits mm. all the time. Like, what are these Debbie. designer labels actually doing for us? Or, like, what are they... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like, um... And obviously, don't worry, Skepta is obviously quite tapped into fashion, do you know what I mean? But I think it definitely made people take a look back and go, oh, why am I just trying to wear the latest brands all the time? Obviously, Stormzy came out of his own brand. JR's came out of his own brand now. Like, again, there's the cultural significance. I think out of all the things about this album, the cultural significance is literally... If you could rank it out of 10, it's literally a 10. It's mm. literally a 10. Like, it's just so relevant to so much that happened since then do you know what I mean and yeah and one line I thought was just so funny because I knew it came from the heart like I feel you Joseph where he's like um and obviously Drake quoted this line as well where he's like love for the G's in the end but we don't love no girls in the end I mean he says something like um last time I fell in love with a skit but trust me I'll never do that again <laughs> I don't know why I thought I was funny but I was like I feel you Joseph I feel you like I know I, I know wherever that came from it was a dark place I understand <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I thought Jamie was okay, but yeah. Yeah, decent. yeah, I thought it was good. It it made sense as well, because obviously Jamie is someone who's kind of like shunned like the normal trappings of like rap lifestyle, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it made sense to have him on that track. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, where, where should we go? Anywhere you want to go, let's do it. Um, let's go for, let's go for, for Corn on the Cop. We'd already kind of mentioned corner, it. Corner Cob, yeah. Yeah. Did I say Corner of the Cop? <laughs> well, yeah, I get I'm why hungry. you got that in it was Corner of the Cob. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I've even written it down in my notes, Corner of the Cob. But yeah, so that, you know, he kind of starts it off with a bit of a monologue. He's like, I broke broke down a few more barricades, got me a few mm. more accolades. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great, I think it's a great song, kind of looking at that, mm. that idea of... Um, you know, with all the pressures that are kind of getting to him and feeling a bit in limbo, like he's not mm. the kind of like lifestyle and the, the type of people that he's met through mm. this like musical journey. He's, he doesn't feel really in touch with them because mm-hmm. what was it? He, there's a quote in the song where he basically just says like, um, they're not, it's not like they're not legit, but like, I don't feel comfortable with them. Yeah. When he's like, oh, like, um, you know, I'm too black to be a yes. young man, but like, I'm too ambitious to yeah. be the man them on the road. Yeah. Yeah, that's in the scare at the end. We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll definitely get to that because um, fuck me. But yeah. Because yeah, I mean, on <clears throat> on uh, doing it again, obviously he had mm. a, a feature from, was it Puff Daddy? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously like he's he's been there and he's been in the studio with these, <laughs> with these people and obviously mm-hmm. doesn't feel maybe, I don't know whether it was Puff Daddy, but doesn't feel the, yeah. the connection with with the people that he's met at the top. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, he has a video where he speaks about this. Um, shout out to Mike's from Slime Talk. He directed me towards this when I was doing Blacklisted in terms of, um, it's called Underdog Psychosis, mm. where he's sort of kind of basically kind of talking about literally what we're, we're talking about now, where he feels like, you know, a large time you kind of felt like you're meant to be in a certain position or a certain place, but really and truly you just need to, basically saying that you just need to back yourself in it. Like yeah. you just need to focus on what you're doing 
and don't worry about all the other stuff or how much money you're getting from whatever and stuff like that. So I think yeah, I think this album kind of not album. Well, this album actually does kind of cover a lot of that because I feel it does feel like he's finally gone to a place where he's not concerned about what the reaction is going to be. He's just doing what makes him comfortable, mm-hmm. and that's that's always a good place to be as an artist. But then. Yeah, I mean, obviously the song itself, Corner Curb, is good. Like, uh, I have a quote from here where it's like, um, yeah, us man are blazing powers, them man are blazing Benson. My brethren said it's his birthday, took him on stage with Drake and Section. That is a flex. That is a nice line. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I like that. I like that. But um, obviously Wiley's verse was good on, on this one as well. Like, Wiley was cool. But um, the part I really want to talk about is the phone call with Chip, you yeah. know. And... Don't get me wrong, I get the message of it, but I thought it was weird, did it? Because, okay, right. Because the way I kind of took it, right, is like, I've come to you, I'm definitely down bad. And then he's just saying, you're going crazy, fam. I'm like, wait, I- I'm literally pouring my heart out to you. Like, if I say to John, yeah, I don't really know, like, my career, like, I'm near my partner, I don't know where it's going, like, you're going mad, fam. Sweat like, out, what? come on. <laughs> yeah, sweat out, like, what? Like, this is what I'm literally trying to open up to you. Are you, t- are you telling me you're going crazy? Like, yeah, I want to know what you think about this sketch. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny and I also thought it was a bit upsetting. <laughs> both for this both, you know, similar reasons, right? Like mm. um Chip's just kind of it's that funny situation, right? Like I feel mm. like people laugh a lot of the time about how guys try and like express vulnerability with each other yeah. and try to express emotion. Yeah. And that's how this conversation feels. It feels like that Chip's uncomfortable with, with yep. hearing this. You know, hearing Skep to talk to him in this way, and he's like, yeah. oh, how do, oh, oh, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Sort it out. Come on. Yeah, um, out. So yeah. I feel like that's that's their shorthand for for having a, a DMC, a, a deep motivational chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hundred percent agree. Like even then, it's like, oh, one part, one thing I thought was so 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 funny when it's like, um, them and don't want to talk about. They don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It took me all the way the fuck out. Like, I don't know why I found that so fucking funny, but I did. Yeah, like, I get I get the premise of it, in it, but I feel like maybe Chip was not the right person. Maybe your brother, maybe your sister. I mean, they're pretty relevant in the scene. Like, they could have told you you're doing great, but whatever. I get it, in it, but I just thought it was a... <laughs> it, it was, I won't say toxic masculinity, but kind of like that. Like, I'm literally breaking down, and you're just telling me I'm moving mad and power up. Power up, yeah. <laughs> As he said at the end, um, superpowers, fam. Supercharged, bro. <laughs> this is why, like, this is why you can never tell a guy that a woman cheated on you. Because literally, that's what's going to happen. Like, look, my heart's broken. I caught her in bed with another man. Power up, fam. Yeah, Powers. Yeah, he'll be crying. He'll be like, the mission's deeper right now. You don't understand. You, you don't know how. Not yeah, everyone got the ring ring. <laughs> He would tell me, oh, the mission's deeper. But, like, I saw her in Missionary. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Sorry, I'm here all night, guys. I'm here all night. <laughs> but whatever, yeah. I just thought it was weird, didn't it? But I get it. I get it. But it's just, it was weird. And there's a couple places like that in this album where the skits have just not resonated. So let's go to the next song, right? Crime Ridden. And this is, like, there's, there's certain songs, like Freddie Gibbs, you just make me feel like such a fucking G like oh my gosh I'm such a G and the chorus for this one was like feds want to strip a man oh my god I was like oh I want to put in the van yeah yeah like it just feels so 
grimy, like, oh, so good, so good. Like, another hook that's just, like, knocking out the park. It, it, it kind of sounds like something that would be on his next album, Ignorance is Bliss. I can kind of see it going on that album as well. So, you know, I really like this one. Um, it's proper like, gritty. Proper gritty. He's like, fuck that, I ain't a mm. Chippendale. And like, I was like, okay, cool. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I love it. I love it so much. And also, he's talking about getting in a fight with someone in the club. Yeah. Like, yeah, do you think that happened? I don't know. I'm not convinced. Do you feel like this is like a situation that actually happened? I don't know. I don't want to say no because I don't yeah. know. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what, what his past is. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there okay, are so what? many great lines in here where he's talking mm. about those situations. He's like, um, what is it? Made him shmoney dance. I made him rock away. <laughs> yeah. No, good song. Do you, do you not song. think he did? Do you think he didn't? <laughs> I mean, if he did, then fair enough. It's an interesting story. If it didn't, I think it showcases a good storytelling ability from mm. Skepta, actually. So I think either way, he kind of wins, isn't it? But um, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of the lyrics, yeah, they were funny. I, I didn't take much in terms of lyricism. Like, oh my gosh, he's spitting. But like, I just thought, oh, it's a, it's a story that kind of got out of hand. He's talking about literally praying begging for his life in court. So part of me is like, did this happen? Like, what, what, what happened? I, kinda, I didn't really... I was trying to search as well, like, in the new Skepta gets caught in a fight, but I didn't find anything, so mm. I'm not too sure. But um, good song anyways, like, the, the chorus is it more more than makes up for it in this one, like, 100%. Yeah. But again, one thing we need to mention is this video game skit, right, where they're, like, they want Xbox Live, whatever. I, I, I need to know your thoughts on this, because I fully do not understand this. Like, I have no notes, and I have no explanation for this one. Like, I don't get why this is here. Why do you think he put this here? The the video? Yeah. I've like, not when, seen the video. Not the, no, not the video. At the end of the song, where oh. like, they're on Xbox Live or whatever, and the, the American guys kind of cuss them out. It's like, oh, come come find me or whatever. Like, yeah, see, you look very confused as well. No, no, no. I don't know. I just yeah. kind of, it was just like, oh, cool. <laughs> Dex track. Yeah, it's just very like there's a couple places like this. And that's the only thing. That's the one slight I'll give this album apart from the two songs where like the skits on this, I just don't see it for it. Like I yeah. don't see it, and it's hard to get skits right in it. That's why yeah. I usually do without in it. But whatever. Because yeah, I mean, go back to that corner of the curb. It could have been. You said it could have been his sister, his mum, his brother. It could have been Jeremy. That would have been perfect. Yeah, and he could have got some good advice. On the phone, rather yeah. than like bury your pain, there's there are bigger fish to fry. <laughs> literally, there are, literally there are bigger works, bigger things going on. Um, mm. He tried, yeah, mm. he did try. Yeah, um, no fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, that moves us on to it ain't safe, which has a great chorus. Oh, great gosh. chorus from was it young young lord? Yes, yeah, so I think he's what part of the ASAP. ASAP mom, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his ASAP yeah. name, but yeah, young lord. Oh man, mate. I mean, come on, come. On. Like you can't hate this song. You actually can't hate this song. No. Like it's impossible. Like this is, it's it's the most infectious hook on the album. Oh, no. I say that, yeah, for sure. Like it's just oh man, like. Every hook, and this is very rare for an album. Like, there's some really good albums. There's some fantastic albums. But not many albums have so many great hooks. Like, almost every album, almost every song of this album has a, not it just not just a good hook, a fantastic hook. It's like, fucking hell, Skepta. Like, I, gosh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know where you pulled this out, man. Straight from your ass. I don't know how you did this. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, he had a line here that I just want to quote where, um, I think he kind of, 
is kind of addressing a little mm. bit kind of the time taken for the album. For he's like, said I'll be a minute, of course I was an hour. Never disturb a baker when he's mixing up the flour. I liked that. I liked that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, some great, some great lines in that song. Um, yeah. Where I mean, where did he even find, and how did he choose, um, Young Lord out of all of the ASAP Mob? That's uh, that's the part that doesn't really actually. So that's uh, interesting, right? So in twenty fourteen, for the Culture Clash, so um, Skepta was the current champion of Culture Clash, mm. and um, one of the people who was going up against was the ASAP Mob. So they, I think they came over. So it was actually you know beef, not beef, but clashing against ASAP yeah, Mob. Yeah. So I think before the Culture Clash happened, he made a song with Young Lord. Okay. And that's how the song kind of came about. And there's also another ASAP guy. I know we like to act like it doesn't exist. I think is it Nudie or something like that on Ladies Hit Squad. So there's two ASAP guys in this um in this album. But obviously one is ASAP Nast. Yeah, one Nast. is not like the other. Yeah, one is not like the other. So yeah, I think I think you yeah. So yeah, before he made a couple songs with the obviously he did didn't it? Because obviously Praise the Lord comes out yeah. like yeah. a couple years after, and that's fucking amazing song. Great so, um, song. Yeah, awesome. great song. So yeah, he probably just kind of got locked in with the ASAP mob whilst they were mm. here. So yeah, that's probably sure. what happened. Yeah, um, and then obviously we've we've done those those middle tracks. Let's talk about the title track. That has to be one of the most important songs on the album, more time than not. So obviously that kind of starts off the entire album. Um, actually, and let's talk about the title as well, right? So why call it Kanichiwa? Because that's one thing that I think um, a lot of people don't really kind of discuss. Like, why why call it Kanichiwa? Why not just call it, hi, I'm Skepta? Why not call it, welcome? Like, why Kanichiwa? Why do you think he kind of chose it to be in Japanese for a British album, for a very British album? It's, I've only, I've only really, like, thought about it in a very shallow sense of being like, okay, it's, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know. It's strange, isn't it? Let me, let me throw you something and I see, I see what you do, right? So, Obviously, Skepsis has been gone for, like, five years album-wise. So, yeah, mm. that's a long time for an artist who isn't, like... He's not a legacy artist at this point. He's a big artist, not yeah. a legacy artist. So, he's gone for five years. He's obviously had so much, like, exposure between that time. Kanye West, Drake, all this insane shit, right? Mm. So, he knows when he drops this next album, he's going to have a whole new fan base. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of new people tuning into him. Yeah. So, why not call it... Konnichiwa because that's international yeah and this album's going to be seen internationally so it's kind of like an international introduction to Skepta mm. so put in a different language to kind of show that international flair what do you it think it makes sense yeah I was I was kind of thinking about it in the sense of like I feel like Japan has quite a large like hip hop and like it does crime it does mm. consumption like there's a lot of consumption of of, uh, of that particular genre mm. of music Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's I've seen so many kind of like so many people talk about the way that like hip hop and, and R&B has been like consumed in in kind of like Southeast Asia and then reproduced <laughs> amongst artists and you know there's like yep, that, no that recognition of, of where <laughs> that influence has come from at all mm. that's an episode yeah. for another day um, no it's, but, like, it's like that meme where it's like um, 
you know what I mean when someone gives something to someone it's like you made this yeah. and then they go away like I made this <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's what it's like, in it, like yeah. with the with the Asian like, scene K- yeah. K-pop's just come out of nowhere yeah when's this come from who could afford it right but yeah I'll continue um, so yeah I, I, I get that I don't know I feel like there should be a deeper reason because mm. it feels like just a bit of a random title otherwise um, yeah no, I get you. I think I think there must be a reason for it. I do think it's the. I, I'm gonna go off it like yeah, the stamp as well, British mm-hmm. stamp. Do you know what I mean he's mailing Literally. himself out to the world? Yeah, it, exactly. I, I think it is like some sort of like a mark. Like okay, this is like a, my international debut in a sense, and it really was. So maybe he kind of just knew it was gonna it was gonna pop the way it did, given all the kind of stuff that happened prior, mm. which is fair. And I guess Kanichiwa being foreign and him. <clears throat> being foreign to the people who will be consuming it yeah it's possible but yeah that was an interesting name it, it, I like it I don't I don't I don't dislike it but it's yeah. just interesting that you call it that like instead of anything else like anything else not even just call it Skepta not even a self-titled yeah you know what I mean but yeah like so the title track um, obviously I think you get the whole message of what mm-hmm. he of why he's at this place now and what he's trying to achieve because obviously he lost a child. He lost his um, friend, so Lukey. And again, Drake wore the shirt for him, like Lukey's world. It's on his Instagram somewhere. So, um, yeah, so I think he kind of, I think him kind of losing, uh, obviously, a friend and a child gave him a lot of perspective on shit. Yeah. What actually matters? Is it the cars? Is it the clothes? Like, is it the devil in a new dress? Or is it like me just, you know, like I said, he's, he's got no patience. You know, he's got no patience. Yeah. He's got no time to waste. It's like, yeah. What did you kind of take from this? From this yeah, outro? to me, yeah, it just felt a bit like what you said. It felt like a mission mm. statement. Like, mm. he's been around for a decade. He's mm. not messing around like this time. Like, this album is his... Um, mm. What's the word? Is it... Magnum the, Opus? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Magnum Opus. That's the word. Yeah. Because um, yeah. obviously there's so many, like, references to like you said, to his past, to how he's got to where he is right now. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just feels like he he's aware of, like, the moment that this album is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of yeah. took from it, yeah. Yeah. And then obviously, yeah, like, I mean, we haven't spoken about lyrics, and obviously, I like Novellus, like, he's, he's not bad, but one thing I will say is a bit of a bait here, because obviously the song's called Lyrics, I but I don't feel like Skepta is lyrically just murdering it. Like, I would have kind of expected that from the songs. Obviously, like, lyrics for lyrics calm, but... Yeah, I kind yeah, of... Like, I, yeah, I kind of understood the song to be, like, a like an ode to, like, mm. rap battles, or to, like, what, like, grime is kind of based on, which is, like, trying yeah, to, course. you know, obviously, like, yeah. compete or, like, put the other person down, dissing mm. each other, right? Um, mm. And obviously Skepta... That's kind. That's kind of how he kind of like rose to fame in the first place was through that. Yeah, one hundred percent beef yeah. with um, what was his name? Devil Dev- Man. That's, Devil that's Man. The man. Come on, yeah. Fucking got it. Fucking yeah, got it. Yeah, Devil, Devil Man. man. Um, mm. and obviously, like, yeah, as we said, like rap battles mm. and and dissing and mm. sends are like one of Grimes' linchpins. So yeah, a like banging song though. Yeah. Again, another fantastic hook. Yeah fantastic hook like the, like how he kind of like laid his voice and kind of put it behind the the um production as well like you know it's people don't talk about skets as a producer enough and i feel like this album is, he's definitely has some sick producer chops on this one i can't deny that like it's it's, it's pretty impressive like yeah 
pretty yeah, good song. Yeah, I think I actually like Novellis' verse more than Skepta's, actually. But um, I think we yeah, both came come to it. It, it. it does feel like a clash. Like, you got that one verse, you got the hook, and then you got the other um, verse. And it's kind of like, they're both kind of repping their set kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, another was good. And, and I thought, another, again, Skepta's just being hilarious as well. Where he's like, um, when he's talking about, um, your girl looks like work. Man <laughs> wouldn't beat that even if I was burst. <laughs> so, fucking hell, Skepta. Like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of funny lines uh, in this. Mm, um, I'm just reading through it. But yeah, no. <laughs> no, he's just, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, Skepta had a good balance. Like, again, just in, in Kenichiwa in general, like, he didn't have to come with, like, mad lyricism or anything like that. He was just so direct and to the point. Like, I think that's why a lot of these songs work. Mm. He's not trying to be anything other than direct. He's yeah. not trying to do anything yeah. else. It's exactly what it says on the tin. And, Again, I think for a lot of people, um, and again, I, I know I say this, but we have to keep saying it because people just won't get it the first, second, or third time. We just call this album a classic, right? John said it's the best crime album of this entire decade. I said it's the only classic the UK has this decade. It has no concept, not really. None of, this is not the songs tying together. It's not like it's telling the story. So I just, I just want to point that out because I know people feel like it's such a fucking. Oh yeah, yeah, it can't. It, yeah. Was it a- and concept albums are the only types of album that can be classics. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, literally, we're just talking about how fucking good the songs are. Not like, oh, and this one leads to the next one. And oh, like, no, you don't need that. And I think that's what I'm saying. And that's why I really like this album because it's like, let me just give you bangers. Yeah. And that's it. Like, there's no fucking around in this one. And yeah, I get why he doesn't do this again because it feels like, oh, he's just doing Kanichiwa too. I get that. But yeah, that's just something I wanted to point out. Um, For sure. Anyways, let's let's round this off for the last two tracks, right? So we got the BBK cut, and we got the outro text me back. Which one do you want to start off with, John? Ooh, uh, that is a good question. Let's let's go with text me back. Mm. Okay, yeah, I like that song. Mm. <laughs> okay, it felt cool. a bit, it felt a bit left field for me. Like I wasn't expecting mm. it. I think because um, mm. I know we said there's a bit of vulnerability in, in other tracks. Um, mm. And yeah, it just felt a bit like a, a quite a surprising song to hear him mm. kind of being, you know, reflected like, oh, he's, you know, he's leaving this girl on red or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. It felt more, it felt more of like the, oh, this is, you know, want a, a song for the ladies, but it's still, I still enjoyed it. I don't, I don't know if mm. that makes sense. No, I think you're right. I don't think it's a song for the ladies, actually. I, it reminds me of um, Sherbet Sunset by Little Sims, where mm. it's like, you're taught, you're being man vulnerable, but you're still being a thug about it. Yeah. Like, you're just, you're still rapping. Like, this is, it's a fucking grind beat as well, which that kind of, in terms of the message, I get it. Maybe just my brain, where if I hear something quite vulnerable, I expect a softer, like, instrumental. I mm. get that. But yeah, it's still quite, it's still grime instrumental. I get the sentiment. I think the the chorus is a bit um, inconsistent with the second verse. So obviously the chorus is him talking about like, you know, him wanting to keep the girl in his life. Sometimes and then he talks about his... Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? He's talking about wanting to keep this woman in his life. And then the second verse is talking about his mum. And it's like, that's a bit weird. Like, do you know what I mean? You could have just changed the verse for the mm. for your mum. Like, I mean, that's the only thing. It's a slightly inconsistent in that in that sense. But um, yeah, I like how he kind of stuck to his guns and didn't try to like sing it or make it really like, you know, R&B. She's like, yeah, like, this is, this is how man feels. And I'm like, you know, yeah. I care about you, innit? But... 
I got a rap to do with it. Like, I, got, I got money to make. That's literally how it feels. It like, oh, so you know, yeah. you know, about cares, isn't it? But yeah, I like I like the first verse though. It's mm, kind of t- it's a good verse. yeah, it's kind of touching. Like you were saying, yeah, it's his mm. kind of attempt at like, yeah, being lovey dovey. You know how what is it? How you mix the Chanel with the something pre? Yeah, yeah, with the palace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good line. That's a good line. Oh no, it's how what is it? How you mix the palace with how you, Chanel this with Celine. Celine, Chanel damn. with the preem. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Wow. Yeah. That's random as well. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, though. <laughs> the inconsistency yeah. of verse one mm. and two. Mm. It's weird. I thought he would have kind of changed it to fit his mum, but he didn't. Because if you look at the lyrics, like, it can't apply to his mum, because that would be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Like, that would just be a slight bit weird. I'm not texting my mum back. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, let me just get the chorus up, because like, there's a part of it, it's like, it can't be about your mum. Both of you are talking about your mum. So me I never mean check. to disrespect you. No, not that part. No. Obviously, no, that, that's fair. No, it's not that part. Um, I'm getting up now. It's the part where he's like, um, I ain't met nobody I want to be with more than you. That's why when the sun okay. goes down at night, man are calling you. Obviously, that cannot be about your mum, in it? Like, you know, that's, that's, I mean, I hope not, innit? I hope that's legal here just yet. So, um, yeah, um, I think he could have changed it to kind of fit his mum and the second first. I think that would have been, I think that would have made the song very holistic. It just kind of felt like, ah, oh, the album's almost done. Mm. I can't bother to go in the studio and think of another hook, but whatever. Yeah. But again, minor things, in it? Minor things, minor things, minor things. Um, let, yeah, and the BBK cut, let's round it off with that. Um, this, to be honest, this is probably one of the songs I've listened to the, le- the least. Okay. Um, right. I don't know. I feel like after, after that little three track run, I was kind of... Insane, in it? Yeah. Yeah. Ex- not bad, though. No, not bad. Not bad, just, yeah. Mm. Not, yeah. not one of the biggest tracks. <laughs> yeah. Hard to, I mean, it's hard to beat that free track run, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I get you. 100%. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I, I actually don't have much to say about this one either. Like, it's a BBK cut, isn't it? Like, they, yeah. they do well. They're just, you know like, I mean? not talking about anything in particular, but talking about a lot of things. They're just talking about getting high. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, not not staying away from the, from the ganja. But again, yeah. the shining part of this song, again, is the hook like again like you know when he's like um went to the hills trying to kick back still want to cheat and chat like just the way he says things like it's just mm. he, he gets it so like it's ridiculously right how well he gets it on the album i'm gonna keep saying that like so even the songs that maybe you don't like the verses as much it's like the hook just sketchy yeah. like you're not gonna skip it like it's like oh it's still catching Said a quick like, smoking but i just bought a pack was it yeah now i just bought me a pack yeah <laughs> mm. like yeah I mean, I, I mean, that kind of grounds it off. And then let's let's do favorite top three tracks. Why not? I mean, have no, have we not? I feel yeah, like I mean, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> favorite track outside of those three? Yeah, let's yeah, let's do that. Actually, Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna go purely for the kind of like chorus. I'm going. It ain't it ain't safe. Just because oh, that man. that hook. Yeah, I want to go there as well. But just to add a bit of variation. Ah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's probably my favourite outside of those mm. as well. But I also do like a lot lyrics. I do like lyrics quite a lot. I do like the times track a, a lot. I, and I like crime. Okay, yeah, I'll say lyrics. That's probably the one I go to the most outside of um, the top three. Yeah, mm. lyrics is a really good song. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say lyrics. 
But yeah, okay. I mean, that's it, really. Like, I mean, we haven't checked this album out. I know a lot of people, there's still a lot of people who are quite, like, snotty-nosed about UK music, and I get it, I, I'm with you there. But this is one where you have to give it a look. Like, it's so fucking fun to listen to. Like, it's so good. It's really Great. good. 44 and, minutes, and it's just yeah, pretty high uh, energy the whole way through, really. Yeah. And just again, and again, if you've been here 30 fucking episodes you know how snotty knows john can be john is bougie with his music taste he's i don't know why he's doing the shocked face i'm giving not the many, shocked face right now yeah it's not many uk artists he gives the time of day yes he might like his slow tie he likes his little sims and all like that but this when it comes to yeah what are you talking about? <laughs> but when it comes to the average like okay even jay huss as well but in terms of calling them the best album the best of something he doesn't say that often. He doesn't. I don't. So that's just, true. So I think that gives you the kind of level we're talking about when it comes to this record. Also, Mercury Prize winner as well. Mm. So, you know, go give it his props. Yeah. Like, you know, if you don't want to keep on banging on about cycles around winning the Mercury Prize, then let's give Kenny Twilight's props for doing the same thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably going to be a while before I look back at another album and think, wow, like this... From a UK artist, like, I guess there's some sort of um, pride that comes with that, right? Like, wow, yeah. like, there's one guy who really got it right, like, so good. And since we, I don't think we've had an artist since then that has got it right in terms of all the aspects of a classic. Don't get me wrong, like, even if someone said Grey Area was not as good as this, I, I get it. I 100% get it. Mm. I think maybe track for track, probably not true. But in terms of the, the impact, the replay value, yeah. all these things, like... Kanichiwa has it in spades. Same with um, Nothing Great About Britain. Same with a psychodrama or anything. Like, you can't really... This really can't... It stands alone, like, real alone in does, UK yeah. history. And it stands well within 2016. And influence and context and, like, the story. Everything yeah. as well, yeah. 100%. Yeah, like... It, yeah, so, I mean, I, I'll be interested to see how much, like, t- tweets or like yeah. posts are made about this because yeah, yeah. it's a Talk to big us. moment let us know you know if there's, a, <laughs> if there's a bigger or a better album from the 2010s I want to hear it <laughs> yeah no literally literally um, actually there's no, a quick quick um, discussion before we round off in it because obviously he's, he's dropped music since then oh, damn, we've been going an hour on the beat fair enough but um, yeah so obviously he dropped Ignorance is Bliss like um, a few years after that do you feel like he kind of progressed and sound more or do you feel like yeah what what are your thoughts in terms of that album do you feel like he kind of thought let me just do something different or do you think he's kind of stayed with that like formula formula like right it's uk only from now on and let's just keep going from there um i'm about to sneeze okay it's a cute talk <laughs> yeah um i think i'll give my opinion um i think for me he's <sighs> definitely kind of kept it british like um again i'm not expecting you to make Kanichiwa twice like that's perfectly fine but it definitely feels like he's finally got to that point where he can keep it british but still be experimental with the production yeah so yeah. songs like um grease mode um what do you mean love me not like even, even with the love songs on this one i feel like it might not be as good and the cutting floor might not be as great but he's definitely found a bag where it's like i can continuously make good albums from here mm. so yeah yeah no, no, no. i i enjoyed it in the rest place quite a lot I mean, same. What was it, the J Huff song? What do you mean? Yeah, glow in the dark, big song. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, not not the high, not like the consistent highs of of Konnichiwa, but mm-hmm. I feel like there are enough enough great songs in here to be like what you said. Like he's reached a a kind of bag, and he's kind of yeah. In there. 
No, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Like, that's the thing. I don't know why people act like it's Konnichiwa and um, Blacklisted. I'll say it's Konnichiwa and Ignorance is Bliss. I say this is top two albums. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Obviously, the, we're not talking about any, we're not talking about doing it again. Like, obviously, absolutely the fuck not, isn't it? But yeah, in terms of like top two Skechers projects, okay, Microphone Champion, I kind of get it because obviously it's had, that has some big songs, like Too Many Man. Like, I get that. But in terms of a whole cohesive body of work, it's definitely Project. these two. So I, so interestingly enough, I don't think his time is done. Like he's had some great features as well along the way. Like obviously he works with Slow Tie as well. Yeah, like yeah. stuff like that. Obviously ASAP Rocky. I think I think he has a couple more in him. So I think that's also in- I think that's what's exciting about this part of Skepta's career. Like yeah. I know it's been quite a long time, but I feel like we'll reach a point where it's like oh, actually no, he's he's far from done. Like he's far from done, and he's you know he's not forty yet. So yeah, interesting. Mm. Just interesting what that does. Watch this space. Mm. Um, yeah, for like. That kind of wraps it up, really, doesn't it? Yeah, no, yeah, it's that, yeah we're done. It's been a long, it's yeah. been a long episode. So yeah, as we said, as we say every week, you know, you can let us know on Twitter, TVC Pod, Instagram at uh, Final Collective Pod. You can email us as well at Final Collective Final Collective Pod at gmail You know, give mm-hmm. us your thoughts on the episodes. Um, you know, retweet, quote, tweet, do whatever you want. Don't mm-hmm. message us, but quote, tweet, and let us know what you think. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, leave us a review on Apple Podcast if you're being so kind. And our 30th birthday, be ever so kind. It is, yeah. Um, <laughs> on YouTube as well, if you're listening on there, you know, give, give us a little comment. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like we should go on to our now and then playlist. Yes, sir. We're going to have a bit of a British week. Um, okay, cool. So my now song is going to be Pray by Avelino. Oh, okay. Second okay. Avelino song on the now and then playlist. Now, thank you. What did that, I have before? Yeah, yeah I think I added rich, rich. I think it was rich soul. It must have been rich soul because that's probably yeah. my favorite Avelino song. That's a yeah. fucking banger. But yeah, okay. Go on. Said, he did say he's working on the greatest UK rap debut album. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Oh my gosh! Yes, is he? Damn, he still hasn't dropped that since album. 2017. That's fair. He hasn't dropped it. Yeah, because fuck your opinion was okay. Cool. I'll be interested he because. I mean, things to look forward yeah. to. Okay, cool. Okay. Cool. Um, my cool. then song is "Mastermind" by Skepta. Okay, I don't hate that. You don't I hate do it? not hate that. Okay. I don't hate it. All right, I don't hate it. That's good. Uh, um, <laughs> Hit me with yours. Okay. okay, cool. So, my now song. Actually, I'm gonna do two because I think we should probably talk about it at some point, but not anytime. So, it'll be two songs from Princess Nokia. So, the first one is gonna be. Um, Sugar Honey Iced Tea mm-hmm. that's from her album last year Everything's Beautiful yeah. and then the other one I'm going to go with Saggy Denim from her other album 1992 Deluxe so um, yeah I've been in my Nokia bag um, for the past week or so wow she's, yeah she's one of those artists that you know like you don't listen to often but when you do you like you kind of get stuck there two, so, two yeah. choices from her so it's a co- yeah. coveted spot in this album she must have uh... We're going to have to start charging when we hit the hit time. Good artist, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. we just haven't really spoken to her about, um, haven't spoken about her much. Yeah. But um, yeah. That's fair. That's it, really. Um, like like the man said, find us on all social media platforms. Um, next week, have a pretty good episode. We're going to have two guests on our first double, stuff. A, a double travel, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, so catch us next week. We're going to be talking more British stuff. Uh, should be an interesting conversation. So yeah, happy Kanichiwa Day. See you guys next week. Until then.